it's Friday now. In eight days' time, I'll be running the Coaches Intensive here at Jungle Botany. Now, this episode was actually meant to come out a couple of weeks ago, kind of with a nice little buffer leading up to the event. But we had an issue with the publishing of the podcast, and so here it is. The event is now full in any case. So if you do listen to this and you get frothy about attending our Coaches Intensive, which I hope that you do, get in touch with me and we can talk about you getting into one of our events next year. I'll be running two next year. Dates are to be confirmed, but more than likely the first event for the year will be mid-March, April, just to give you an idea. Um, Our Coaches Intensive, this is our Coaches Certification, our Level 1 Certification This course has come a long way and it started as one thing and it's really evolved over the years. And I mean, that evolution is something I'm really proud of because like everything in our business, it's it's improved and continually gotten better over time as a result of us learning new and different things. And one of our sort of core principles is that that is an essential element of both physical but also development of the organization as a whole. So whether it's in your training or our members training or our businesses or us as individuals, things should always be evolving. And so this course is a really good representation of that. It's the culmination of all of the coaches I've spent time with, the coaches T and Paul and our other coaches have spent time with and what we've learned through years of doing the thing and experiences that we've had in the gym and just observations after having been in the game for you know what's quite a while now. Time flies, huh? In any case... I hope you enjoy the episode. If you are keen and you want to know more, you can get at me, joey at junglebrothers.com. And like I said, the course this coming weekend or next weekend rather is full. However, if you want to know about what's going on next year, let's talk. started this thing she got she got me into coaching her and uh her and her crew of you know they their coach they lost their coach and she was like hey you should come and coach us and it was before i was you know like qualified (laughs) and i said okay i'll come over and i train them once or twice a week at erskineville oval yeah 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 fox avenue yeah i remember that is that where that is fox avenue just that little street is it um and i i came to those sessions at some point back then, I remember. Did you? We had the little wall there. We we're doing box jumps. Like, yeah, and um, nice, nice little spot. Yeah, it's funny to look back to those times. Think of some of the random shit that I was experimenting with. Yep. You know, like, ah, oh, <laughs> you know, like how random bands and ropes. You know, like bands and ropes for like elasticated like rope pulls and. You know, doing sprint work on the grass and, you know, just, I don't know, just putting a lot of shit together. Yeah. You know, like yeah. overcomplicating it, which I think is a rite of passage for any, you know, <laughs> any fresh coach. Yeah. Um, but, you know, but but also really kind of finding some sort of perimeters for the for the Jungle Brothers thing. You know, yeah. like finding some unique shit and some stuff that kind of fit with our ethos that would, you know, you know, all the crawl patterns and a lot of that sort of stuff. Yeah. It's all where all that sort of came about. When you were training that group at Erskineville Oval. Yeah. Where was that on the Jungle Brothers timeline? That was the, 
That was potentially before we started doing um, – I can't actually remember mm. what came first. If I started doing that, so coaching a little bit while still in the film industry and T suggested that we get into this fitness thing yeah. or if T suggested that and then I started coaching. Yeah, I, it, I was, don't, it was blurry. Yeah, it was because it was years of like – Remember the timetable that was at like three different parks across Sydney's inner west? <laughs> yeah. And uh, it was Sydney Park as well. Yep. On Saturdays. We used to like put the TRX straps on those little kind of eight foot trees. That's right. And then run up the hill. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I remember the T teaching like a running running workshop. You were the demo guy. Oh, yeah. Remember that? Yeah. Like you were running across the hill. <sighs> T was having you run like a robot. <laughs> I just remember... I remember doing several workouts at that time with T and they were and we would use remember we used to do kettlebell overhead throws yep and it's actually such a great fucking movement mm. but it would tear the fucking shit out of the parks oh yeah we were launching it and I remember we did divots it. divots man uh, at Fox we were working on The Great Gatsby or something like that and I'm pretty sure it was one of those movies and that's when T got in my ear and that's when I kind of was, that's when I started training kind of formally as I call it. And we'd, we'd get to work real early. We had the Steve Daly special and, 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 and Cy where we'd fucking empty half of one of our containers that had our gear and made it into a gym. So we'd work out of that and the oval at like before call at like, quarter to six in the morning and we do whatever whatever the fuck T had tie pads but i just remember this one morning we did the kettlebell throws as part of a workout and we fucking hacked we hacked this whole out on the, the grass you know the strip in the middle of it yeah it's like the only little park yeah and and you know they're always there on their mowers you know the maintenance ground guys and god we just hacked it and i was like oh my god this is <laughs> fucking this was bad it's bad man but um oh, i do like that movement a lot yeah, it's funny, huh? Like, yeah, there's a lot of good stuff there that we've probably not translated over. Like well, we haven't kept. Outdoor-specific stuff as well. You know, yeah. indoors a lot. And, yeah, I mean, trying to do different things, hey? Like, I think when you're trying to do different things, you end up experimenting with stuff like that. But all, all, also at the expense of, like, just doing some solid basic stuff, mm-hmm. you know? Mm-hmm. Like, squatting and deadlifting isn't enough. Yep. You know, it's like, yeah. nah, we've got to make it cooler. Oh, yeah. Overhead throws, you know? Yeah, man. It's going back. Um, I thought uh, I thought we could explore a little bit the, the evolution of the coaches intensive. Yes. Which uh, for folks, you know, for folks listening, like that's our, that's our coaches course that we offer now. That's really the, if you want to get closer to us, that's how you do it. That's how you would learn about our ethos and our training philosophy foundational movements a bit of the history of of the brand and then also you know how we apply our philosophy to the people that come into our gyms that's you know whether you want to coach in one of our gyms or you want to own one of them that would be the starting point Mm -hmm. arguably the actual starting point is come and train in one of the gyms i think that's that's the best starting point and then once okay i want to take a step closer you would do the course. Yep. But it wasn't always the case. If we look back at the original internship that we had, that we were running out of the old gym, 
And do you remember those? A few yeah. were, yeah. Oh, Alan? Yeah, Alan. Alan started facilitating early on. Big Red? Yep, Joel Mullen. Yeah, that's right. We had the one with Joel. We had, um, uh, fuck, her name escapes me now, but the Irish lady who's sort of doing the S&C thing. Jen. 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 McCourt or something. Yep. Ali, Ali did the first one. Yeah, Ali was there. Ali. Yeah, and it Our was... coach here. Yeah, and it was it, like at that time it was like, it's interesting actually because that was really about prepping them to work in the gym. Mm-hmm. It was basically like, hey, we're going to do this thing for eight weeks or whatever and we're going to, you know, get you working in the gym. I'm trying to think back to like the course content back then. I didn't even know what we were covering. You know, we had the booklet. That was where we started building the coach's guide, which is still what is, you know, yep. the, the handout at the at the intensive. Well, you're talking seven or eight years ago now. Yeah, it's it's going back. Oh, you saw that Joel has a gym now? Joel does? Yeah, does he's, he? got, he's a gym WA called... Um, Unreal. S- small Goods. How good. That's yeah. cool. Yeah, and he's, he's all into... He's barbell work, powerlifting I, and ollie lifting. I message him and I, I've been watching his ollie lifting and stuff like that. Yeah, okay. Yeah, and he's commented on what I've, you know, thrown up here and there. He's, yeah, oh, that's awesome to hear. It is, isn't it? Small goods, sounds cool. Small goods, yeah, it looks really cool. I think they've been going quite well and it looks like he's sort of, you know, poured himself into it fully. Strong motherfucker. Yeah, yeah, he always was. Huh? God. Yeah, I think he'd be fucking real strong now. He looks like he's... Thickened up even more. Right. Yeah. I, I remember at the retreat, sorry, off track, um, when we did one of our original retreats and we did jujitsu that weekend and JT was there. Yep. Um, and Big Red had not done jujitsu before and he showed, you guys, JT was showing crossface and we were all practicing crossface. God, he almost broke my jaw. <laughs> I was like, you know, and I had done jujitsu for a few years at that point and I was like I'm not tapping here but I think that my jaw might slip <laughs> from where it's lodged at the moment and I was like oh fuck it was so, it was as heavy as JT's yeah right you know yeah anyway strong motherfucker yeah I do I remember feeling a squeeze of his at that retreat too Ooh. he was kind of like can we have a roll like <laughs> you're like can we oh, can we just can, yeah can we and you're <laughs> like oh fuck should be a bit wary of the young strong guy that wants to just try something out um <coughs> But yeah, so it's interesting to think because back then it was all about prepping them to, to coach in our gyms, to our classes. So we covered a lot of ethos and stuff and, and a lot of the, the, the training kind of approach. But, you know, we obviously, compared to now, didn't have the systemization that we now have. You know, our ideas weren't as distilled as they are. And they still are becoming more and more distilled and more systemized as time goes on. Mm. But then... Then I remember, then the period was where I kind of ran with the, the internship as a, um, as, I don't know, it became more of something that outsiders were like, hey, I'm interested to do that course. And mm. we realized, oh, it's actually got some appeal to people who don't just want to work in our gyms. And I remember I saw, saw it as an opportunity to weave in all of the stuff that I had been learning in the courses I'd been doing. You know, the stuff with Logan Gelbrick, the public speaking thing at NIDA, like all of those little bits and pieces. We even had input from Alan regarding managing your finances and energy and stuff. And we were doing business coaching as well for the gym. That's right. Mm. Yeah, so like they ended up sort of 
all of this stuff weaving into it. And it became like a 12-week thing and we'd get together once a week and spend a couple of hours and it was mad. Like, I don't know. I don't know how many generations of graduates there were, but there was probably like two courses a year for, you know, a good few years there. That took us into this gym. Mm-hmm. And then at a point, it was sort of clear that like asking people to come and be here every Thursday at lunchtime to do the thing was a bit unrealistic for a lot of folks. So I think I decided let's make it a weekend thing and that's where the intensive idea was born. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, it, I, I think uh, yeah, it became more available that way. Yeah. More affordable as well. Yeah. Um, and you could reach more people because it, it, the effort that you were putting into those 12-week internships, were they were magic. They were the gold back then. Yeah, they were pretty sick. Because there was – the session that you guys would do on the Thursday plus our coaches meeting yep, and all the other stuff around the edges. So there was like hours of work. There were training in classes. There was a lot of conversations and feedback going on around them training and eventually co-coaching in the classes. And yeah, there was, we were searching for a way to reach more people as well. Because that was, man, it took up a lot of time and you couldn't just price it at freaking more and more. That co-coaching thing was actually really, I really, I missed that. Yep. That's right. We would do, what do we do? We did like, you do the 12 week internship, you have to start training in classes right away. And then- Minimum three a week. Yep. And then at halfway, you switch to a shadowing role where you're sort of alongside the coach but you're not actively doing anything. You're just observing. No longer as a participant though. And then I think it was the last month or the last couple of weeks, you take like an assistant coaching role. Yep. And the class would, hey, we got so-and-so here today. They're they're doing the internship. They're going to run the warm-up. Yeah, I missed that. I, I thought that that was a really cool experience to be able to provide. Yep. I guess distilling it, as you said, having people come in and be at the gym for 12 weeks just narrowed the pool of people who could have access to it. Yeah. Because it was a bit demanding. It kind of, you'd have to be straight out of school, done your PT and living at home or something like that, right? Yeah. Because a lot of people had other jobs they were in other gyms or other industries trying to upskill to move into ours or something like that. So it was quite a big, a big ask, wasn't it? Yeah, it was huge. It was, yeah. Yeah. And, you know, it's funny because the intensive now that's a weekend. So, you know, yeah, it's more accessible. It's just come and be here on a Saturday and a Sunday. Mm. But you lose something in that. You know, you gain, you gain in something because it's maybe more immersive because you're, it's two big full days. It's a very, I'd say, like a transformative experience. Mm. And anyone can do it as long as you can make that weekend available. But you miss out on that, that kind of richer piece that the internship had of being woven into the fabric of the gym here for the full three months and yep. that whole thing. Remember we had Rob come from Holland? Oh my God, of yeah. course. Yeah. Flew over from Holland to do the thing. State rented my spare room at Randwick. That's did, right. Yeah. He opened up his own gym in Amsterdam? Yeah. Uh, De Hague. De Hague. I believe, yeah. I think they closed. Fucking completely forgot about that. Yeah. Yeah, I think he opened his gym sort of around the COVID piece. 
Tough one. Yeah, I think there's still a place for something like that, you know? How do you mean? For an internship? Yeah. Like, yeah. it was really hard to, to run that and maintain it um, with everything else that goes on here, as we were talking about. It's a lot of uh, time and not a lot of individuals. It's not like you've got a group class there and it's cheaper for them and it's valuable for us. But you could just throw out a high ticket kind of item for people. Say, hey, we take on a couple a year. They come in and do the thing. Uh, I mean, Dylan's really moving into that coach-to-coach space. It's, it's really true, isn't it? Yeah, should, we should put that out there. Yeah, I'm thinking like, like I think the next frontier for the intensive is for it to be an online course mm. as well as a face-to-face one. But imagine you had, you know, you had all the stuff online and so then you could offer like a jungle botany internship whereby someone can come and be immersed here for six weeks or whatever and they get, you know, whatever certain privileges, like they get access to the coach's development and they come and train, they have to train in the classes and do all that. And they just complete the online course at the same time, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That would yeah. be mad, like, because yeah. then it wouldn't, because I think where we always run into issues was like, we just stacked on too much. We made it to, it was impacting us too much. Yeah. It was fine for it to impact me because I was kind of the guy charged with running it. But it was like, hey, you got to get Paulie, you got to get together with each of the interns and have a meeting with them and talk to them about shit. Which of course in a relaxed setting is is great to do, but to have it as an enforced thing, you know, to make it mandatory, I don't know. There's just times when when as a business owner, it's not a priority. It's begging for that fucking Airbnb container. It really is. On top of that, I mean, the next container. best thing is the cheap room up here with the schnitz and tits. Of course. Yeah. <laughs> Esther said the room there's pretty good at the Captain Cook. Captain <laughs> Cook? Is it Captain Cook? No, what's that's that? That's the Captain Cook, and yep. that's the waterworks there. Yeah, Captain Cook. Captain Cook is the one. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so that, that's a really good point you make. Maybe it is something we could, if you're listening and you want to come and do. Some kind of immersive experience, four weeks, six weeks, something like that. Let me know. Let us know so that we can, you know, if, if we know that there's a demand for the thing, we can put something together for it. But yeah, I love that. We also had, um, what was that young fella's name who was training up with Adrian? Uh, the Wep, uh, freaking, oh, his name was like Blade or something like that. <laughs> um, but yeah, 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 that guy. Yeah. Fuck. He was a freaking wedge. He was a wedge. He reminds me of Jack. Oh, true. I keep thinking like Jack because they're kind of like both. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They have a similar look and both like specimens and. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, he came and did that. Before we had a course, he's like, I just want to come down and stay in Sydney for a couple of months and be around your gym. It's mad. So yeah, so, you know, at a point then we switched to the the two-day thing and it was like this densely packed experience with like, really like, like I've spoken about before. It was kind of like a leadership course. Mm-hmm. you know sales and marketing and helping them build their pt business and giving them practical tools to, to to build a pt business with the view that if we can teach someone how to build a coaching business then that's like the precursor to them building a gym because the skill sets are kind of the same they're just at a different part of the stage of the timeline mm-hmm. sales marketing product messaging all of that like same skill sets Then, 
And we had all sorts of people come. We had like massage therapists and people who were in corporate jobs that just wanted to know more about us. And like it wasn't about working here. Though we did say you will, if you've completed that, you're eligible to work in the gym if mm-hmm. that's something you're interested in doing. More recently though, I came to the opinion or yeah, the understanding that that's actually not really what we need right now. We're not trying to be coach educators. Mm. I don't, I'm not really interested in like just taking someone that's unrelated to us and giving them a bunch of great stuff and then having them disappear. And cause that like, that's like, that's great. There's a place for that. Um, you know, I strongly believe that a lot of coaches need it, but really what we're interested in is creating coaches for our gyms and connecting with people who might one day open a gym with the Alliance. Yes. So as soon as sort of that realization occurred, I understood that, well, the content of the course needs to change a little bit. It's not just, it's now has to be our centric towards our gyms, like focused on, okay, you're going to be a coach here or Ballina or Five Dock or Cabarita Beach. Here's what you need to know. And, and it, it, was, it was actually quite, um, I'm, I was quite, I was excited to realize that Mm. because it meant that I could just focus on the people that we want to bring closer to us and really look at, say, this gym and look at the things that we've learned about what we're giving our coaches too much of, what we're not giving them, where they're maybe not performing to our expectations and then design content around that. I was very excited when that realisation happened as well because if I look back at you know, that first wave of coaches intensive, it was great, but probably too densely packed for the time. And realizing, you know, who you wanted to deliver it to, well, you kind of, we had a a broad arrangement of people coming. But I think where it all started was the training, I guess, and the training philosophy. And really, as you said, like it's motivated by, you know, wanting to grow the JA and trying to find people who were like-minded in that philosophy, the philosophy of their training and our training, who really dug that was where it, it needed to happen first. And then just that realization that actually this is where it starts and this is actually the base of all the rest of it. Because you gotta know that there was modules back there on PT and you know, there's quite a lot of focus put on that, like, you know, quite a lot of time allocation and resources put towards that. But you could argue that, well, that's all very great, but the thing that makes us unique is the training methods and the high level of the coaching and the standards on how we deliver that stuff. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, it's almost like just putting the horse in front of the cart type of thing instead of the other way around. And, yeah, it's cool because that's where you can now just pour everything into and it makes a whole lot of sense. Yeah, that's a, there's an interesting thing you mentioned there about the, the training itself. The training for the internship was included because you, you're in the gym. So in the actual education containers each week, we didn't have to really talk about the training, like yep. the actual exercises and how we do them and the combinations and shit. 
But then when we switch to the intensive and that practical element of being a member of the gym for three months is taken away, mm. the training never re-entered the course because mm. it was already too packed with like all the other shit. Mm. And I was aware of that, but I was like, look, it's not, this isn't a, a training course. This is like a coaching course. Mm. The, um, the expectation is that you come and learn the training and that's a separate sort of process. But then, yeah, at this sort of more recent reflection, I realized, wow, it actually has to really, first and foremost, it has to be about the training. Mm. Like that's kind of, that's probably what people need because that is, that is the ethos, isn't it? That is like the, that is the, the method, mm. you know? And, and, and I, I thought back to other courses I've done, like the, like the CrossFit level one, I thought back, I'm like, what did I actually learn there? And it's like, you just learn exercises. They just teach you exercises and then they wrap some principles and stuff into that process. Yeah. But I was like, ah, oh, yeah, you know, that, that really makes sense to me. Like we're trying to, to share our method. So actually sharing the method is what's important. And within that you can weave in, you know, hey, ethos, philosophy, concepts. Yeah. You know? And I would say that, probably in those areas is where um, uh, the, the interns would have the biggest aha moments because we're in our bubble here. The way that we train, we've been doing it for a long time and, you know, it's normalised the type of stuff that we do where we grab bits and pieces of movement and drills and concepts from. But for a lot of other people out there, they've been in a corner of their own methods of training whatever that is and coming over here we often forget that fuck we're actually on that end of the spectrum where people have been you know af afraid or wondering you know what's that all that training like so when they come in here and and start to have their perspective remodeled or just refreshed it's like it's a huge thing it's a huge thing for a lot of people yeah it is isn't it yeah it's only when you have an outsider come and do a couple of classes and they express that to you that you re that you remember yeah. Oh fuck, that's right. It is quite unique what that's we're doing. That's what makes here. us, you know, uniquely different. Yeah. Um whereas yeah, the business stuff is also great, but as I said, I think that's probably the biggest shift and the most impactful. So then the challenge on this next intensive, which is next month, October 21 and 22, is to I've remodeled the stuff. I haven't actually I haven't changed anything. Like I haven't taken anything away or introduced anything new. I've just fucked with the ratios. I wanted to ask you about that. Yeah. So can you tell me how much of it is learning movement and training philosophies of the JA and how much of it is coaching for PTs and for groups? I'm doing like 80% of all of those. It's a bit like 300% delivery <laughs> for the guys. <laughs> That's always what we've tried to do, right? You yeah, look yeah. at our retreats and shit's like, let's do like, in a 10 hour day, we'll do six hours of that, six hours of that. <laughs> um, yeah, oh, so. No sleep that weekend. That's right. Um, I would say it's 60% training, 60% foundational movement patterns progressions yeah and i've split it into body weight snm lift mm. so i've tied the foundational movements to the class program cool 
Yeah, which I think would be really good because it, it sets someone up to understand those class programs. Yeah. Oh, we did, you know, there's lifting exercises in S&M, but there's certain ones that we do in S&M for a particular reason and there's certain ones we do in lift. So, yeah, there's, a, there's probably 60% of the time is spent exploring those three, the foundation of those three core programs. And then the, I would say the next biggest chunk would be spent on the ethos, like understanding why we do it the way we do, understanding why we train barefoot, understanding the importance of social connection and why that's such a huge part of everything we do, as well as the basic sales process here in the gym. Because like, all right, if you want to work in one of these places, you have to understand how you are communicating this to someone who you believe will extract, will, will get value from doing this. So you've got to understand that sales piece. And then there's probably the smallest chunk is like um, marketing and, and some of the systematic, some of the system stuff. When you say sales, do you mean like formal sales and the phone sales? Or are you talking more about being able to sell like a coach? Like you're always selling, like being a coach being able to communicate what you're doing, why it's valuable and how you get someone started. Yeah, I would say it's kind of, it's all of that. It's mm. not, it's the basic concepts of selling, right? Which is trust, building rapport, mm. understanding what that person needs, mm. gathering all that information. And then if you believe you can help, arriving at a point where you then ask them, hey, would you like me to tell you how I can help? Like, so that... So that conceptually someone understands the sales process. Mm. So we're not talking about scripts. We're not talking about, hey, this is how you sell memberships. It's not that. But it's, it's, a, it's a universal kind of um, education on sales. So that, yeah, if you do end up uh, running a PT business, you can fall back on that. Gotcha. If, if you end up working in the gym and Jim's like, hey, you know, I'd like you to start doing some working with the sales crew or crew, you know, working with the sales guy or um, selling foundation programs or whatever it is, you're like, okay, I kind of get how this works. Yeah, yeah, I got it. Yeah. So going back to the 60% of movement, was there yeah. coaching in that as well? Yeah, yeah. So that's kind of what I'm, what I'm venturing to do is within that coaching part is really weave in the actual art of the coaching. Yes. Right? Um, scaling when and how how to regress things how to communicate with people the stuff that we looked at yesterday in coaches development like yep the specific information you need to know to coach an exercise mm -hmm. context points of performance cues mm -hmm. so we can weave all of that in while we're working on the actual learning the movements yeah yeah, yeah. Right? Yep. i'm shining a light hey guys look at what i'm communicating to you right now the importance of the physical connection, uh, the, the, the social aspect of the training, uh, that I believe all of that can be woven in to the actual training of the movements. Mm -hmm. So in the theoretical side, we'll introduce those concepts. And then when we go down the floor, it's like, hey, look at, look at how we're now putting these tools into practice yep. while you guys are learning how to do an ape step or a lizard crawl or chin-ups, whatever. Fuck yeah. Yeah. That's cool. Yeah, so it's, I don't know, there, you know, there's, I'm sure I will not deliver it all exactly as I want to. Like I've got to, got to fumble a little bit when, whenever I change the format. But I'm pretty confident that, that I can, 
that I can achieve that outcome of teaching the foundational movements and giving someone the understanding of the training method yep. while also teaching them about how we communicate our method gotcha. and how we coach people. I love it. Yeah. Um, and I guess there's the 60% this, there's the 40% that, but also it's 100% Joey. You, it's not 10x only, that. 10x. It's not just the content of the course and you know the written pieces of philosophy that you can take away but also they're literally you'll be coaching the movements and i have to say i'm not even blowing smoke up yet but you're probably you're one of the best coaches that i've ever learned under like you're a thanks bro fucking great communicator hold a room amazing very charismatic and yeah just re with you coming into the coaches development recently and we haven't really done practical stuff on the floor it's just like when you're with someone who's high level at communicating whether it be exercise or otherwise you're just getting the rub like it's already influential just to come and spend the weekend with you because that's actually part of the course as well you know what i'm saying yeah like it's not just that you're going to show them hey do these three things you're also going to be showing them how it's done and that's that's a huge part of the delivery on the weekend. Oh, thanks, man. I, I appreciate that. For real, lot. though. Yeah, look, and, and I, I do like, I, I completely agree that I that like being in a having a coaching experience with an exceptional coach yeah is like is often more the experience than what they're teaching you precisely yeah, yeah. totally and I, I I definitely venture to be that guy yeah well you've put a lot of conscious work into doing that as well um and it shows and you know, you've been jumping in, filling in some classes here while I've been away and stuff. And, you know, the, the, it's, it's coming in, like people are mentioning it. It's like, yeah, when when Big Joey hits the floor, it's it, it really is that 
what the JA is really trying to distill in everyone else is like, hey, these are all the real the things that you've worked on. This is how this is what we're trying to give to people. It's that ability to, well, it's to coach, and fuck, it sounds so simple, but it's there's quite a lot of moving parts. Yeah, it takes practice. Yeah, it does. Yeah, I mean, yeah, and I, I guess you know when I'm thinking about it, it's like what the you try to emulate you try to emulate the people that have influenced you right mm, like i think mm. that's really often what it comes down to yeah. and maybe some people are more influenced by or more impacted by like the content but i think that for most of us we're influenced by the person like we're impacted by the person yeah by how they deliver yeah totally I always say that's why Ido's so such a guy yeah absolutely you know, because he can he's so charismatic so influential so like authoritative that you're just like enthralled in whatever he's saying um and every coach does that in their own way but yeah for me i really once i realized that i really wanted to i don't know try and harness that yeah yeah i remember i remember when you were really working on it um but yeah it's like the old saying goes with the what is it you buy you buy the person, not the product or whatever. Yeah, you know, and you really do. It fucking helps when the product's a one as well. That's right. That's the fucking gagoosh. <laughs> That's the one and the fucking two. Dutz <laughs> dutz. <laughs> yeah, that's right, man. Uh, but there it is. That's you know basic timeline understanding for the folks. Next one is like I said, October twenty one, twenty two. If you're interested, get in touch. Joey at junglebrothers.com. Paulie, we're gonna say. There's accommodation around the corner <laughs> if you're from out of town because, you know, it, it's designed this way so that people can come in and doing it like that is just really cool because, you know, it's like when you go away for someone's wedding rather than just having it around the corner from your house. Like it already is for two days immersive Yeah, because the people who do come away, fuck, they train in the gym, they usually have dinner or breakfast with the other people who are here or us and shit like that yeah it's quite a good you know learning weekend to travel on even if you're from just from western sydney and you get a fucking airbnb here on the saturday night like it's cool that's right yeah we always go for a drink on sunday after the thing so i tell everyone keep that sunday open we go to one drop around the corner a lot of people like do the monday uh do the, that's what they do they come in here they train in the gym on friday they do the course over the weekend. They train in the gym on Monday morning and they fly out or drive out. Yeah. It's a good and that's way to a do bit. it. And yeah, and we always make the time to like hang out on the Monday, grab coffee, grab breakfast, whatever. Like, I'll let you hold my weights for me. There it is. <laughs> yeah, no, I, yeah, I couldn't recommend it enough. Talking with a guy at the moment who's up in Byron, hopefully he comes down for it. But yeah, if it's of interest, get in touch. Love to chat with you about it. We'll see you guys next week. Peace. Peace.